0: All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Hour number three. Hour three. We made it, baby. Thanks to Brad Beller. Tomorrow on the program, in all 24-7 sports, 11 a.m. hour, Uh, Joey Helmer is going to join us. So is Chris Hummer, who has been all over the transfer portal. We'll, We'll dive into just some of his thoughts on the way things are going in the portal and what might be next for Oklahoma. What might be next on any potential rule changes? Hey, I brought this up. I brought this up the other day, and I think it bears repeating, or at least asking again. I mean, do people see these numbers and they're happy? And they're like, yeah, show them. Get in the portal. Whenever you realize that a majority of these young men aren't going to find either A, better situations, or B, a place at all a scholarship someone it's been asked many times hey what what happens when you go in the portal and you don't get an offer or you don't end up somewhere sorry that's part of what happens so we'll, we'll keep an eye on it and it's big story number one so let's get after it it's time for the top five stories of the day we do this every single day and it's brought to you by new castle casino we're real gamers
1: go to play it's time for the top five stories of the day 703-1-2-3-7-2-3-1. brought to you by newcastle casino newcastle casino where real gamers play Let's go, man.
0: yes newcastle casino conveniently located off i-44 exit 107 become a new member today at newcastlecasino.com and earn up to 250 dollars in bonus play this is hour three of the Plank Show brought to you by Moppin' Roofing, locally owned and operated, fully insured, licensed, and bonded, 405-703-3843. Probably should have done the Moppin' Roofing read first, then Newcastle Casino, but hey, got to get them all in. Show's blowing up. All right, big story number five. Number five. As we've mentioned, it's been a rather dull day for you and I as Dodger and Royal fans, but... A big day in the world of free agency. All right, um, first, Kenley Jansen has signed a two-year, thirty-two million dollar contract with the Cubs. All right, with the Red Sox, excuse me. Um, Aaron Judge has signed a nine-year, three hundred and sixty million dollar deal to stay, to stay with the New York Yankees. After reports yesterday that he was on his way to the Giants, and Cody Bellinger has signed a deal to move on to the Cubs. Josh, your thoughts on some of the moves? So far.
1: I'm surprised that New York figured it out. I'm surprised that they were able to to get this done. I don't know. I guess I just was led down that path of belief, not even because of the Heyman report, just the entirety of everything leading up to it.
0: Not to be confused with WWE, Paul Heyman, but also
1: um, John Heyman. John Heyman. That's right. I'm surprised they got it done just because it, it felt like the avenue to strike a deal for the Yankees with Judge that maybe that ship had sailed. But, hey, they got it done, man. B- big cash. And ultimately, I mean, I, I like seeing stars stay where kind of they grew up. Same. Even if that's a New York Yankees for a big pile of dough. <laughs> so, to me, I, I you know I-, I think it's good for baseball that he's staying put. Good to see the Yankees catch a break. Right? I know. No poor franchise. Finally. Finally.
0: Finally. My Finally. goodness. You know you- – Get that hometown discount. Just what a what a great, great friendly deal.
1: What about Jansen with the uh Yeah,
0: good luck with that, Boston.
1: Yeah, isn't uh, hasn't he kind of just been okay of yeah. late?
0: Yeah. I mean, the Braves didn't even want to bring him back. I and you know what? Ken Kenley Jansen, all bitterness as a Dodger fan aside, is a heck of a story. He battled heart issues. Sure. I think he even had a heart surgery his final year with the Dodgers, but he's he's the kind of guy that's going to make you sweat so just be ready you're gonna, you're gonna every, have some, every game you're gonna have some nervous ninth innings anything else in baseball just before we move on quickly i don't I think we're good right now right we'll wait and see if there's any I don't think there's any more blockbusters potentially out there Verlander is a met yeah we'll just kind of monitor and see a little what bit pops. of a hit it and
1: hit it and hope for the Cubs I think
0: Hey, if Bellinger, if Bellinger ends up doing what he did in what, nineteen, heck forget. Yeah. If Bellinger does what he did last year, he'll be on his third team in three years. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, big story number four. Number four. All right, so two big coaching notes on the college football front, technically three. One that may involve Oklahoma. So Sonny Dykes gets a massive raise, as you might agree the TCU head coach, has agreed to a new contract. Dykes' contract has been extended now through 2028, and it will have him near the top of the Big 12. Mike Gundy made 7.5 mil in 22. It's believed as if it's going to be right in line with that. So, new deal for Sonny Dykes. New head coach at Louisville is Jeff Braum. Braum was 36-34 in six years at Purdue, got his team to the Big Ten Championship game this year. But um, Purdue before Jeff Brown was really bad. Uh, they had eight losing seasons in nine years. They had nine wins combined between 2013 and 2016. Not good. 13, 14. 15. That's four years. that had a combined nine wins. So good on... Good on Jeff Brom to turn it around. Purdue's a good job. They'll, come, they'll hire some young assistant, and he moves on to his alma mater, Louisville. And I think when all is said and done, Louisville kind of wins that trade, right? Satterfield wasn't a very well-liked dude. He moves on, takes a new gig, and Brom slides in, and I think that's who Louisville fans would want as their head coach more.
1: And yet everybody kind of feels like they win, except for we'll, we'll see on Purdue, right? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. It, it kind of felt like Brom had almost worn out his welcome a little bit there, though. Sure. That, hey, thanks for rebuilding this thing back up, but we're okay to see if somebody else can take us to that next level. Right. <laughs> so, I, even just kind of looking at it, Satterfield, Cincinnati, obviously they're excited, right? They've got sure. somebody that they feel like is exciting going into the Big 12 Conference. Brom comes home to Louisville. And meanwhile, Purdue's like, oh, thank goodness we get uh, yeah. we get a
0: breath of fresh yeah, air, Yeah, something new. Jeff Brown did great things, but he was always mentioned in the coaching carousel, and you never really broke through a ceiling of like eight and four,
1: which is good for where they were, and they totally backdoored into the Big Ten yeah. championship game. Yeah, this I mean, season. If, if
0: who was if Iowa just shows up against Nebraska, it's a different story. Now, here's one of the quick note. Josh. I. Don't know what to make of this, but it blew up my timeline last night. Jim Leonard announced that he will no longer be part of Wisconsin staff following the upcoming bowl game.
1: Not shocking at all.
0: Which is a fairly interesting twist because, what was it, like two days ago, someone was reporting that he's sticking around, but I don't know if we'd ever really heard from Jim Leonard, right? So last night, Cole Thompson laid out a list of potential landing spots. Five fits that could be interesting. is Oklahoma one of the five? Well let me go let me go through this real quick. <laughs> okay, sorry. Arkansas defensive coordinator. Barry Odoms now the head coach at UNLV. Mm-hmm. Packers defensive coordinator. there are some that feel like Leonard wants to move on to the league so you would think Packer's interesting fit right? Auburn defensive coordinator. New head coach in Hugh Freeze. Don't know what the relationship is like between Leonard and Freeze, but I'd be pretty cool.
1: Where is Leonard at on the crazy meter? Going to have to weigh that when thinking about Auburn. Kent State head coach? Eh.
0: Right. I mean, whenever a guy has a power five coordinator's job and leaves it, I don't think he's taking the head coach's job at a school that just lost their head coach to be a power five coordinator. Right. And then there's Oklahoma. Ah, That's mentioned there on it this is. List. Would BV get rid of Ted Roof, asks Cole Thompson. Hmm. I, would they pay to bring Leonard in? I'm sure they would, but I don't – I don't – I'm okay with just letting Brent run the defense. I feel like that he was calling a lot more of it than all y'all realize anyway. So, I mean, there's two ways to look at this, okay? One, Brent Venables, after a year of coaching, realizes he needs to be more of a CEO. And he's going to run his defense, but he's got to be more – he can't – he just – he has to be focused on the game. Right? Or he looks at it and says, I've got a team that's a year in on my defense and I'm not going to pretend Teddy can educate me up, but I'm not going to pretend to understand Jim Leonard's defense. How different is it from what Brent Venables just had? I mean, you've spent an entire offseason or an entire year laying out their their need to learn the intricacies of what you're teaching. But yeah, I don't you, know. You
1: don't really want to totally pivot. I don't know. But it's just interesting. And there's there's ties on the staff, right? Probably defensive coordinator at Oklahoma with Brent Venables as head coach is always going to be you know, more than anything, you need a great recruiter. Right. In, in that spot, right? Because yeah. in some ways, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but is it a little bit of a placeholder? Yep.
0: Then there is um, the relationship that Jay Vlai has with Jim Leonard. You know, maybe it's something where Jay Vlai says, hey man, that's pretty... You gotta get over here. You'll love this. Or maybe Jim Leonard gets a job somewhere else and says, I want to bring Jay Vlai with me. There's there's other Oklahoma dominoes to this than just, hey, could Jim Leonard come in and be on Oklahoma's staff? I personally, I think he's off to the NFL. I think Packers? He's, I think he's the next defensive coordinator of the Packers. But... Again, that would involve a move that would take a lot of patience from Jim Leonard. Because they, unless they fire their guy, he's probably not going to come in midseason. You know Jerry Montgomery is still with the Packers?
1: That is wild. That's wild. All right. Um, Nice continuity for the league.
0: Where are we at? Big story number three.
1: Number three.
0: Oh. All right. Got a lot of NFL news. Of course, yesterday, Baker Mayfield. Ended up signing with the Los Angeles Rams, as we talked about. Now, the Rams play tomorrow night against the Raiders. Raiders players have made it seem like they wouldn't be surprised if Baker Mayfield plays tomorrow night. If Baker Mayfield plays in the, a single snap tomorrow night, it will be the most shocking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Because quarterbacks just don't come in and pick up an offense In 24 hours, but Sean McVay did talk about Matt Stafford and the fact that Stafford is not quite yet throwing, which is problematic for the rest of the season.
1: Definitely think it had an impact, Gary. I mean, because you talk about rapport, establishing a rapport, a rhythm, a comfort—not only with you know just he and everybody wants to talk about he and Cooper, but even just some of the newer pieces. So yeah, otherwise I'd say why the hell do we practice? So (laughs) you know, yeah, it has a, it had a. I think it definitely had an impact without a doubt.
0: So Kyle Shanahan was asked about potentially pursuing Baker Mayfield. And we look into everything, but um that was I mean,
1: that surprised me right now and we gotta discuss more this afternoon and stuff, but um you know I've always been a fan of his, but I feel real good about our players and we'll look into everything, but I feel pretty good with where we're at right now.
0: Meanwhile, um so Baker did indeed sign with the Rams, but I love what Kyle Shanahan said. Listen, man, fan of his, but we're eight and four and we're gonna go with what we what we feel like we have. Rams have been bad this year, man. I'm being careful with anything that I say because – Yeah, they're 3-9 and nine and – Go out and probably beat the Raiders this weekend.
1: Yeah, you got to be careful, but I, I don't have to be. <laughs> Defending Super Bowl champs aren't going to the playoffs. R- really, uh, I mean, why even – I get you traded away your draft pick, but what really is the significance of even making this move? Going and getting somebody that maybe could win a game for you. here coming down the home stretch. They're not going to the playoffs, man. But they also don't control any of their draft picks. But even then, it's like, I'd like my second-round pick to be as good as it could. I don't even know when the Rams' first pick in the draft is. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, I like, what do you have to accomplish by winning the rest oh, of the year? Oh, okay.
0: They do have their second and third-round pick. So, there is that. Um, the That's so wild to me. The Lions have their 23 first-round pick, and it's still from the Matt Stafford trade.
1: That's crazy. The Rams could win out. And they're not going to the postseason. Yeah, yeah, no,
0: I, I don't know. Maybe in a lot of ways they look at it and realize, I'm not getting a quarterback in the first round. What's it hurt to bring in a guy? What do we joke about coaches, Josh? They always think they can fix someone. No one more integral in that than Sean McVay. Like Baker Mayfield, available, let's go get him. Third in the waiver wire pick, let's go see what we can do. I love it. Um, Meanwhile, I got two other NFL notes here. Are we good on time? All right, we're okay on time. Um, the big jewel of the coaching off season will be Sean Payton and whether or not Sean Payton wants to return to the NFL. He is, he's, I think thrown out some feelers, but this was interesting from Payton. I think sooner than later, I, I really enjoy the, the current job I have, but I think relative <laughs> to coaching though, I know that I want to coach again and, and it's not really been a, a secret, but I want to find the right spot. And as Tom alluded to, you know, it's still about the people. Because uh, when it's all done and it's quiet, it, it, I, I don't think it's the, the, the money or the crowd cheers or the trophies or any of that other stuff. I think it's about the, the journey with the people that you really enjoy. And so um, so we'll kind of see what happens. But sooner than later, though, Jim, in fairness to that question, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, if not this year, hopefully next year, so, I think sooner rather than later for Sean McVay. That's just me. All right. Um, Peyton. What did I say? McVay. I'm sorry. Sean Peyton. Thank you. I got my Rams and He my, might actually be taking McVay's Sunday. job. Yeah, McVay might be going to TV. He might be out. All right. Um, big story number two. Number two. Um, OU basketball wins. We're going to have Porter Moser at the bottom of this hour. OU basketball wins last night. They take care of Kansas City. I love the note about the second half that was thrown out. And give credit where credit is due, Bob Prisbillo. Uh Uzan had his first start, 11 points, five assists, two steals. Grant Sherfield, 22 of his 24 points in the second half. And Sam Godwin had 10 points. Sooners improved to 7-2 and two on the season. They've got Arkansas on Saturday, more at the bottom of the hour on that, and college basketball in general. And big story one? Number one. Number one number one portal madness of the unofficial number of 15 Sooners that we have in the portal are potentially going into the portal uh no additions today though we do know Caleb Banks at Louisville defensive lineman holds an OU offer Dorian Singer at Arizona holds an OU offer wide receiver Dante Sivas and Ra Ra Thomas wide receivers hold offers Kyrie Jackson, cornerback out of Alabama, holds an offer. Deshaun McCullough, Indiana, edge rusher, holds an offer. And we've learned this morning from our man Brandon Drum that Javion Cohen out of Alabama offensive lineman holds an offer. We'll try to clean up the rest of the portal mess next. There's your top five stories today right here on the Home of Sooner Fan.
2: You know, I just thought it was time. He's been playing really well, um, and uh, it was something that um, he's been in practice and and in – uh, in the games and I think I think his minutes has been really good and I just think it gives us another another ball handler with Grant, and I think uh and I told Bijan Bijan it's nothing about anything because you're a key thing so I love where those those guys are at starting, you know and I then told CJ CJ stay ready you know he's 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 played uh games last year this year and we're going to need him and we need to be deep and I just thought maybe it'll help him get going a little bit better um but uh and then I thought he responded great. I thought Los was really good. I mean, 11 points and five assists in his first start. But he also, he had five assists, but he could have had about 10. He threw some dimes for some open threes that we just didn't knock down. So he's long. He sees it. um, Takes some pressure off some things. I thought he guarded well. So uh, it was just time, and I thought he responded really well.
0: Milo Suzan got a start last night for the Sooners. 11 points, five assists. Josh Helmer, going forward, in your eyes, is this the most productive starting five for the Sooners? Sherfield, Uzon, the Groves Brothers, and Jalen Hill.
1: Yeah, probably so. Pro- probably so. And it- it's nice to see that Coach Porter Moser feels that Milos Uzon is ready for that, right? That That he has. Taking the leaps to to be a starting type guard and uh, player for this team, so that's what you expect. You sign a blue chipper, sign four star type guard. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm talking about with the the development at Oklahoma, right? You get to where all of a sudden you've stacked a couple of these in a row. Okay, well now now you've now you've really got something. I think OU's got a chance to be pretty good in a rugged Big Twelve once again. So. It's great. I mean, he look can do a lot of different things. I love his game. It's I did too.
0: I, I do too. I like watching him. And you you brought it up. You get a guy like that. He's someone that you know you get excited about going out to watch. I think fans can rally around it too. It's it's a fun dude. Here a little bit more from uh, Coach last night. We talked
2: yesterday about it. I met with everybody and you know and just told them I was going to make the move and um, and uh, um, I thought they played great together. And I thought and and I talked Bijan. I met with Bijan. I'm like Bijan. Don't take it. This you're you are so, you are putting yourself in a position where I can He's really just going like this. I thought Bijan Same was game. super valuable tonight, and uh, it just gives us multiple guy ball handlers. And I still think, you know, I'm still trying to get Joe, and, and I, I still got a lot of confidence in CJ and Joe to, to really step up. But I, I just think um, Los and Bijan have have really been valuable, been really playing well, and they play well together. Even any of the combinations, Grant and Los, Bijan and Grant, all three of them, Bijan and Los, to have multiple ball handlers in there, and, and they're knocking down shots together, and uh, they spray the ball together. And I, I, um, if we can guard with that lineup and rebound, if we can guard and rebound with the lineup, it's really, it's really good for us.
0: OU Arkansas,
2: certain day.
1: You excited about the Hogs? absolutely how could you not be i
2: Huge watched game.
0: i watched a little bit last night of illinois and texas and like i said it's just it's still so weird to try to figure out who's on what team because there's so many former dudes like terrence shannon jr who was just balling last night for illinois here is shannon pull up top of the key three got it yeah, TJ i see you baby terrence shannon with a three from way out top and he's starting to heat up University of Illinois Radio Network, in case you couldn't tell. The Fightin' Illini took care of Texas 85-78. to 78. Hashtag basketball school? Hashtag basketball school. Arkansas prepared for their showdown with the Sooners by improving to 8-1 and one with a 65-58 win over North Carolina Greensboro. And you had a little bit to write about last night. Iowa play tough. Against Duke, but I don't know if I've ever seen this before. The score in the first half was the exact same score in the second yeah. half.
1: Yeah, 37-31. 74-62 the final. Also
0: in the Big 12 last night, if you haven't quite caught up. On the college hoop schedule to pay off, big story number two. Uh, un, uh, Baylor beat up on Tarleton, 80-50-70, so you won. Kansas State and Oklahoma State also picked up wins. So, a perfect night for the Big 12. Who
1: uh, exited that Arkansas game with injury? Didn't one of their top guys leave? I I cannot pretend that I
0: was paying attention at all to the Arkansas game last night. So, I would have to Google Arkansas basketball injury and let's see what comes up. Trayvon Brazil, knee injury against North Carolina Greensboro. How's that?
1: Mm -hmm. I I knew somebody had... Gotten injured, and that's uh, obviously not good for them.
0: They've also have been uh, battling the absence of Nick Smith, who has yet to play over the last uh, couple of games. So, yeah, been a bit of a tough start for Arkansas on the injury side of things.
1: So what you're saying is it's a good time to get the Hogs? Maybe so.
0: Maybe so. Um, is it weird to have some quiet time in the portal? Is that Okay. Because I feel like after the madness of Monday and Tuesday, Josh, I feel like we've, I don't want to say reached a pause, but at the very least, it seems, it seems as if things have kind of, I don't want to say they've slowed down because I'll get a, a text or a tweet was like, oh, no, Oklahoma just uh, confirmed offered six or seven guys. But, you know, we got, we still got a lot of time, you know, We'll see, but for now, it's seems that things have slowed down just a bit.
1: Yeah, mid-January. Yeah, cutoff date. So we, we've got uh, we've got a little bit of time before I think we start seeing a bunch of decisions roll in too. May, I mean, probably a lot of guys right after Christmas, after the New Year. Yeah, I mean, you want to you want to take visits, right? You want to be
0: able to go places, weigh options, and see what what's out there for you. You know, places might have changed if you're a junior that's in the portal. It might, might be someone that you looked at before, but you still want to go see the school. Now, I will say some guys aren't messing around. I saw DJ Ulianglale has already made a visit to Arizona State. And, oh, you has a big official visitors weekend for some high school kids. And I don't know how many portal guys are involved in that. Or at least that's what I keep seeing on social media. Parker can confirm all that coming up in 28 minutes from now. But, yeah, it's a little bit quieter, a little bit a little bit more subdued, at least through the three hours of the show today. All right, there's paying off the OU basketball talk and a little bit of Portal. Again, the names that we have heard that Oklahoma has extended offers to, Caleb Banks out of Louisville, Dorian Singer out of Arizona, wide receiver. Banks, by the way, an edge rush, defensive end. Dante Cephas, wide receiver out of Kent State. Rara Thomas, the – wide receiver out of Mississippi State. Uh, Deshaun McCullough, Indiana, edge rusher. Kyrie Jackson, cornerback out of – our secondary guy out of Alabama. And as uh, we mentioned, Brandon Drum telling us this morning, Javion Cohen holds an OU offer too. But then again, you know, these guys that we're mentioning in Banks, Singer, Cephas, Thomas, Cohen – And Jackson, it seems like they're holding about six or seven minutes. All right, correct that. Nick Smith played last night for Arkansas. Just a little bit, though. 39 minutes. There you go. I I was not paying attention to the Arkansas
1: game last night.
0: But I know that they won, and you know that they lost one of their players. I was too engrossed in Illinois.
1: And we know that they got a big fat L coming their way on Saturday. I hope so. A A lot of Arkansas fans in T-Town now.
0: A lot of Arkansas
1: uh, fans. Basically a home game for them last year. But you know what? Didn't See, work out. Pull it off.
0: And of course, it's Sean McCall the kid out of Indiana. The idea is that it's it's him and his brother. So there is that. All right, quick break. When we come back with the best of the air comfort solutions, text line. Get ready to put a wrap on this edition. To get Porter, get Porter, get, get Parker Porter Moser, get Porter Moser <laughs> in here. Ah. Get Parker and Steelman next, right here on the ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show, right here on the ref.
1: Good afternoon, everyone.
0: Is it officially afternoon? Oh, yeah. It's 11.39 a.m.,
1: Josh. We're not in p.m. quite yet. You know, there's rules to this. There's levels to this. I think as soon as you – you know, my rule is as soon as it gets past 11.30, it's no longer the morning.
0: I don't mind that. I kind of consider 11 – when they stop serving breakfast at McDonald's, is it still 10.30? Shows you how long it's been since I've had breakfast at McDonald's. That's a
1: reasonable cutoff. Um, yeah. Yes. Man, some biscuits and gravy sounds pretty good.
0: I'm pretty hungry right now. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of counting down to the end of the show to where I can go grab a, uh, <laughs> a bag of the hot spicy peanuts that I like and just pound them on the way home. Like yeah. I'm some, the fat, disgusting pig that I am. I might even get a dollar burrito and eat it like the horrible person that I am in my car.
1: So do you like those more than like honey roasted peanuts? Yes. Yes. They've moved to number one on the depth
0: chart. Yes.
1: I, uh. I love I love honey roasted, hot, mix them together. Beautiful. I would give it a try. Like buy a,
0: one of the dollar That's things right. of, of, the, of the hot ones, dollar thing of the honey roasted ones, mix it together. Uh huh. Hmm. Give a little sweet with a little spice. I like it. The best way to stay in touch with this show is apparently to have a forty five minute off air conversation with Josh. We we hold the record for most off-the-air phone calls of in any stop show answering on this station. Phone. My gosh, people. Um, Air Comfort Solutions text line, which is, I guess, the second best way to get in touch with this program. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Um, what do you want to start here? Let's catch up with the 918. Who writes, When a player enters the portal, from that point on, they're no longer part of a team and leave abruptly, right? Depends. It depends. Now, are they no longer part of a team? Or are they kind of tapping out? Correct. But if it's somebody that you don't want in the portal, you can always leave that open, right? That's, hey, I see you're in the portal right now. Davis Brin, but you know, you still got your locker, still got your stuff here. You know, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna necessarily pack things up. You 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 just come get it whenever you're ready. Now, as soon as you hear that they visited or committed somewhere else, and maybe like, come get your stuff, get it out of here. It, it's kind of what I've understood is you enter the portal. It kind of depends on whether or not the team still wants you around or not. Because once you enter the portal, you're essentially out. But if they still want you. Eh, you
1: know, And really, the portal, the design of it was, again, to give student-athletes more choices, more options. It wasn't to close the door of where you're at, but to allow you the opportunity to explore what all is out there. That's right. Now, you add the little name image, like this cocktail to it, and all of a sudden you've got a dangerous drink.
0: Very dangerous. We've seen that play out to this point right now. Um, From the 405, I feel like this move with Baker has more to do with the possibility of setting up a good backup for the next couple of years. Stafford does have a history of injuries and having a guy like Baker waiting in the wings is not a bad contingency plan. Yeah, that's true. And Sean McDonough is a a fan. Kyle Shanahan's a fan. I mean, what the talking heads say and what reality is is usually two different things. I thought Baker would be much better in Carolina than it worked out. Unfortunately, that place kind of was an S show once he got there. And was he ever a problem? No, he just didn't play well. I don't really know what quarterback has played well. What's the highlight of the Panthers season so far? A 70 yard bomb from PJ Walker, who ended up getting hurt the next game. So I'm. I'm not really too upset with the way things ended for him in Carolina. And again, it goes back to our conversation that we had about, you know, just in general, backup quarterbacks. There's not a lot of good ones in the NFL right now. The backup for the San Francisco 49ers is Josh Johnson, who's my age. Clearwater sooner, right? Sean Payton will be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. I think Sean Payton will be the next head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. This might get down to a who do you want, right? Would you rather have Kyler Murray or Justin Herbert? And while everyone slobbers all over Justin Herbert, a guy like Sean Payton might look at Kyler Murray and say, yeah, uh, let's go. I don't know. Who else? New Orleans could be a candidate, right? To potentially go back to the Saints? For Sean Payton. So Arizona, in Clearwater Sooners' mind, I say the Chargers. New Orleans, I think, would still be in play. They're terrible
1: this year. Green Bay, if they make a move? There's not really anything in place that – there's not a Herbert or a Murray, right? So that part's not exciting. And I think, look, we've seen enough of Jordan Love to kind of feel like, I don't know that that's ever going to be a franchise quarterback for you. But just the allure of being the head coach at Green Bay. Would Mm. that be an option? Mm. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. What about the Bears? (laughs) What about the Pittsburgh Steelers? (laughs) What about the – think about
0: Ibra Flus has been terrible. They're 3-10 you got Justin Fields there? Let's go. Uh, From the 409. This has been a question we get asked quite a bit, so I'll just answer it. What options does an athlete have if they enter the portal but are not taken? Well, it depends. Are you still wanted in the place that you left? Because you could always go back, but I would say, Parker, I would ask percent. I would say nine out of ten times someone that enters the portal, once you go, you're gone. It's like, bah. Well, bah then. What was the percentage? 0.2% of guys that actually withdrew their name from the portal so far? It's a very small percentage. And... Maybe once you get in there, you realize, yeah, this ain't for me. I mean, listen, when I say get in there, it's not like you magically s- step into a new area. It's like, whoa, what are all these people doing in here? Maybe you do it and either a new coach comes in or a new coordinator or you have a heart-to-heart with a position coach, and it's like, hey, we we want you here, man. We, we've got a plan for you, and you change your mind. But you don't have a lot of options if you're not taken or you don't sign somewhere else. You don't. I mean – Look at Justin Harrington. It's the best example there. Enters the portal last year. And I think it was fair to say he quit last year. Didn't have anywhere to go once he entered the portal. No one came calling. And literally, I mean, I'm not trying to be a jerk when I say this, but had to beg for an opportunity to get back on the team. And he got it, and from everything we've seen, seemed to make the most of it. for the 405. We're hitting through the Best of the air Comfort Solutions text line. The OU roster in 2000 was 64% Okie. Each OU team that has won a national title has been about 50% or more Oklahomans on the roster. The question is, why do OU football teams only win national titles when a major contribution from Okies at rates far higher than we have seen in over 20 years? First of all, when you say Okie, you realize how much that triggers Oklahoma State fans for some reason? I've never understood that. It's fine by me. Someone even said, OK, you. I'm like, I don't, fine, whatever. I know it's really hard instead of saying OK to say Oklahoma. I mean, two syllables versus four. But, I, I mean, I hope you've been listening to the show, sir, ma'am, whomever. But,. Boy, you are just pounding away the keyboards. Oh, you're posted the podcast. I'm sorry. You sound like Joey whenever I'm at, at a press conference. He is he is intense about it. <laughs> no, um I would say if you've listened, that's been one thing that we've talked about quite a bit. And that is this is going to be a coaching staff that does not want to miss on Oklahoma guys. Period. And I don't I mean, I don't know if you can consistently win championships with um, a majority of Oklahomans on your roster. 60% plus. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I will say I don't, I mean, I don't know if some of these guys that have even seen preferred walk-on offers from Oklahoma would get a sniff from from Lincoln's staff. Again, that's different philosophies. Brent Venables looks back on that 2000 roster and the, 2004 and the 2000 I mean and sees all the Oklahoma guys that were there. And they weren't five-star guys, they weren't even four or three-star guys, but they were dudes that maybe got overlooked in the process because of where they played or maybe they got hurt. I'm telling you right now, that is going to be an emphasis. So to your text, you're on to something. They're yeah. gonna they're gonna give they're going to look under every possible opportunity to bring in more Oklahoma guys.
1: I don't think that you need 60% Oklahoma no, kids. No, I don't know that there's this magic threshold that because every other Oklahoma national champion had X percentage of Oklahoma guys or more that you have to take that approach. Now that being said, I do think recruiting in States important for Oklahoma winning at home. It starts there, starts there from a recruiting standpoint in this staff has a serious, serious emphasis on recruiting the state of Oklahoma. I think that's been made clear from day one. So, look, are they going to have 60% of the roster comprised of Oklahoma kids? I don't know, Plank. Probably not. <laughs> but, uh, And I don't think that you need that to win a national championship. Whatever the history may say, I, I don't sit there and say, okay, look at the board, We've got, okay, we've really got to up our numbers from the state of Oklahoma, guys. Right. Don't we're going to win a national case. championship. I mean, we're sitting at 58%. percent we got to get over that 60.
0: That's right. As Sooner Co. Wetzel says.
1: This isn't nom,
0: Smokey. There are rules. Over the line, market zero. Big Lebowski reference. Um Kendall writes, didn't it all originally start with a football player wanted to transfer back home because his mom and dad was diagnosed with a terminal illness? No, I I mean, you've always had those instances. I think the transfer portal just started in general whenever the NCAA decided that they were done with rules and trying to enforce them in college football. I think that's where it all started. It's like, yeah, we can't really stop this. So, you know, NIL, just uh Don't use it for enticement, and it it can't take away from the work you're doing. And, yeah, the portal thing, I go wherever you want. Yeah, you want an extra year of eligibility? Yeah, you take
1: it. It started with one too many threats of lawsuits is where it started. (laughs) Um, Would you agree with the portal
0: there was more parity this year?
1: Uh, No. I mean, not really. It didn't seem like it.
0: No. I think it improved some teams like obviously USC. But again, I keep going back to USC and it was Ron oh, of Williams. If Jackson Dart was still the quarterback at USC, I don't think that they're in a they might still play for a Pac-12 championship, but I don't think they're in a position to play in the 14 playoff.
1: That's good that's a great question though. Can I have the night to think about that? You may. And look, when I think about I guess, you know, TCU, but I don't know that that was portal-driven. Kansas State, again, I don't think that was portal-driven. In the Big 12, we did see some Mm parity this season. It wasn't Oklahoma. It wasn't Texas. So when I think of parity, that's kind of how I look, right, that it's not Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State in the Big Ten, that you know one of these other Purdue's or Illinois' or Iowa's or Wisconsin's, at this point now Nebraska, right, that they get back into the mix. And we we could do that at every single – in every single power conference, right? That it's not right. the quote-unquote – like, USC, to me, does not fit the parody profile. No.
0: No. Um, absolutely. We got a break. Boy, Mike speak. Oki okay, is derogatory dating back to the grapes of wrath. I don't think it's funny, and I never use it. Oh, he called down. Just someone brought it up on a text line. I mean, it's not like I walk out and he's like, see you, Oki, Josh. I mean, so do you not go to Oki Car Wash? I mean, are you that offended? Calm down, man. There's much larger things out there to be offended by. I saw someone on my Facebook feed one time that uh, announcer had said Oki State, and they're like, that's like using a racial epithet. And I'm like, bro, you really need to calm down a little bit. I think we're going to be okay if someone refers to it as Oki State or You, I'll leave that uh, firestorm for Steelman to deal with. I feel like Mike in Springfield's the only person upset about it. Uh, and this was pretty good. So then where is Micah Tease? Don't know. I'm just saying that they're going to look more at Oklahoma guys, but as Josh eloquently put it, doesn't mean they're going to take them all. There's some that say Micah Tease has an offer that he's been waiting for, uh, that Oklahoma's been waiting on. There's others that say he don't. And that's proper English. He don't. All right, we got to wrap up the show next. It's the Plank Show right here on the ref. Tomorrow on the show, Chris Hummer will join us. We'll be live from Cavens Construction. Joey Helmer as well. Just let this place out. Uh, Steelman and Thune coming up next for Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Show never stops on Twitter at Josh on ref, at Plank Show, at K R E F Sports. We'll see you back here tomorrow right here on the home of Sooner fans.